Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Year of Jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we are expecting tonight. Answer us, God. Speak to us, God. Give us clarity and give us direction. Lord, let your Holy Spirit, let it fill us till we overflow once again tonight. It's at the middle of the year. So, at the middle of the year, we ask you for a refill. Somebody say, Lord, refill me with your spirit. So that way the storm on the inside of us is greater than any storm that's going on around us. And for that we say thank you. Worship God for five seconds right there. Wednesday go five. Three. One. Somebody say yes Lord. Let's go to work. So. Grab a seat. So we're in the last two messages of our series, Summer School. Has this series been a blessing to anybody beside me? Let's go. What is summer school? Number one, summer school are summer courses for remedial purposes. And I've taught you remedial often has a negative connotation and it ought not. Because remedial means to remedy something or to cure something. So this month, God says, I have been feeding you the word so that he can bring you the remedy. A remedy is necessary whenever there is something wrong or whenever there is a riddle. And hear me, before the end of this month, every place you've had a question mark, God's going to give you an answer. You didn't hear me. I said, everywhere in your life where there has been something wrong, God's about to show you how to make it right. Every place in your life, there's been something that's been bogging you down. God is about to show you how to get a breakthrough in that area. I need you to make this declaration. Say, my remedy is about to show up. Now, what is it about you that God says, I'm going to wait to do it until the last few days of this month because I want you to see that I can do things quickly. What hasn't happened in years, God can make happen. Oh, my God. I said, what hasn't happened in years, God can make happen in one day. I need to make sure that your faith is on 10 like mine is. Open your mouth and say, what hasn't happened in years, God can make happen in one day. 
Look at somebody just put a one up in their face say he's going to do it in one day. Come on, let's go. Let's go. But not only does it mean remedy, it also means to cure. To cure means that whatever issue was ailing you, you only need a cure when there's something that's causing pain, causing issues, causing a problem. So God says, I'm going to bring you your remedy and your cure in summer school, all right? But then it also means advancement, both professional and um, um, personal advancement. So while other people, watch me, most people in, in summer months, they're in their off season. But you and I, we're preparing for our due season. You didn't hear what I just said. Watch me. While most people are in their off season, you and I are preparing for our due season. You will reap a harvest if you faint not. I'm here to tell somebody that your due season is here, baby. It ain't on the way. It's due. D-U-E. This thing is due you. You've been patient. You've been persistent. You've been consistent. You've been faithful. I need you to look over at somebody and say, your due season is here. Okay, now think about this. What's the significance when I say due season? Several scriptures refer to due season. You, uh, your due season, D-U-E, a due season. This means there is something that is owed to you, and it's due on a certain day. What if I told you that God says everything that is owed to you he has already made his decision as it relates to when it is going to be released to you. This is why your storms have been so intense. Because what is it that the enemy knows about your due? Yep. What is it he knows about your due season that you are not yet aware of? And for every person that's been dealing with a whole lot of storms in a whole lot of areas, I'm going to give you with no music an opportunity to release a sound when I count to three that lets the enemy know you gave it your best shot. You really tried me. You did everything you could, but I made it to my due season. On three, release it. One, two, three, go, go. Go. It's your due season. It's your due season. Somebody say, it's my due season. It's my due season. Say it again, it's my due season. All right, so let me show you how you get to your due season. Because often we think that a due season doesn't, watch me, it doesn't require anything difficult to deal with. Pay attention. Also in this series, not only are we preparing for your due season, but we're canceling unnecessary destruction in your life with what you're being taught. Because Hosea 4.6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. Which means when I know better, I can do better. And if I can do better, I can get to my due season. I'm going to say it again. If I know better, I can do better. If I do better, I can get to my due season. D-O, do better. Which means when I know better, you're going to get it, I can do better. If I can do better, I get to my due season. D-U-E. And for some of you, hear me, the missing piece to your due season has been what you did not know. Could it be that it's not that you've been doing wrong, you just weren't doing enough of what was right? Okay. See, sometimes you look at, well, what am I doing wrong? Lord, what am I doing wrong? Sometimes it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that you're not doing something that's right. Have, okay. Uh, have you ever been trying to work something and you've been trying to figure it out? And you've been figuring it out. And like, I did this. I did this. What am I doing wrong? And the person, uh, you call tech support and they say, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that this one thing that you needed to do right, you were not doing. I came to tell somebody, hear me, let me prophesy before this month is over. And I don't care what month you're watching this in. 
before this month is over, whatever right you didn't know to do, God's going to make it clear to you. Come on, say, I know exactly what to do. Come on, say it again. I know exactly what to do. So Sunday's message, Sunday's message is called Be Fruitful and Multiply. Genesis 1.26 says, and God blessed them, which means he granted them certain authority. Say, I have authority. Right? Which means uh, there's an authority that you and I are supposed to walk in on the earth. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority. And he said to them, God gave them instructions. He says, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. To be fruitful, to get fruit, I first have to sow seed. There is no fruit that can be produced without sowing a seed. So what God was really telling them is he says, I need you to be a sower. Say, I am a sower. This is not just money. This is anything you have. Never be stingy because you're always sent to sow. Often God will send you to barren places, barren people, barren situations, and God says you're there because you're the seed sower. You Watch me. You don't just sow seed. Look at me. You are the seed. Shut up. This is why I need you to stop being mad about so-and-so took advantage of me. They can't take advantage. Oh, wow. They can't take advantage of you. Okay, I'm really finna preach on now. They can't take advantage of you. Give me what I need. They can't take advantage of you because you're literally sent to be the seed, which means wherever you show up, somebody say, I am the seed. Which means, watch me, you can't get mad at somebody for driving a car because cars are supposed to be driven. You can't get mad at somebody for using a key because keys are supposed to be turned. You can't get mad at somebody for wearing shoes because shoes are supposed to be worn. But some of you, you don't even recognize God sends you to situations because you're the seed that's about to change the game. Why? Seeds interrupt cycles. And I wish there was somebody in this building and online that said, I don't just sow seed, baby, I... Everywhere I go, I'm the seed. Everywhere I go, I bring forth fruitfulness. Everywhere I go, I make things better. Everywhere I go, things got to turn around. Everywhere I go, things have to improve. That's why there's so much pressure on you. You're the seed. That's why there's so much weight on you. You're the seed. Please look at somebody and say, you don't just sow seed. Tell them, say, you are the seed. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? He says, be fruitful, multiply. So not only am I a seed and I sow seed, but my whole life's mission is to release. Because you can't have multiplication until you first have release. You cannot see increase without release. If you hold on to something, that's all it'll ever be. And for some of you, let me give you revelation. There are certain people you have to be okay letting go. Because if you hold on to them, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. There are certain friendships you have to be okay letting go. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. There are certain situations you have to be okay letting go. There are certain mentalities you have to be okay letting go. There are certain mindsets you have to be okay letting go. Because you can never have increase where you do not first release. Say, push it, Bishop, push it, Bishop, push it. Let me push it. Watch me. So whatever I want to receive, that I first have to release, which means let's take the principle deeper. There are certain things that I have to make sure that when I look at and certain things I have to make sure that when I uh, see that situation, that when I'm paying attention to it, 
That, that particular thing, if I want to see that manifest in my life and multiply in my life, I got to give that first. So some of you, you want love, but you don't give it. You want loyalty, but you don't give it. You want patience, but you don't get it. You want people to bless you, but you don't bless nobody. You want people to help you, but you ain't helping nobody. You want people to be a weight for uh, uh, an assistant for you, but you don't assist nobody. Would you look at somebody and say, whatever you want to receive, say you got to release that first. He said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Say, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Okay, watch me, watch me. And subjugate it. Okay, this is, this is my type of talk. Because he says, I've given you authority over the earth. Which means, stop walking around like a punk. Stop walking around. Watch me, when you get bad news, when you have authority, people in authority don't respond to bad news the same way. People, people who get bad news, watch me, that have authority, they immediately go to, how can I deal with this situation? Why? Because anything I need, I have authority over. God says, everything, every problem that's going to come up in the earth, Adam, you have authority over that problem. Which means don't sweat it, don't be upset, don't be mad, don't be frustrated, because you have authority. Say, I have authority. Which means, watch me, when the enemy comes knocking, you have to walk with authority and say, back up, player, you don't want none. You don't want no smoke. Watch me, when depression shows up, you got to say, back up, you don't want none. When anxiety shows up, you got to say, back up, you don't want none. When generational curses come knocking, you got to say, back up, because you don't want none. When poverty shows up and knocks at your door, you got to say back up because you don't want none. I walk in authority, which means I can speak a thing and watch it manifest. I can call things that be not as though they were. I got the ability to use my mouth to change what manifests in my life. But then he says, and subjugate it, putting it under your power. Okay, this, 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 is, this, this is interesting because he says, to subjugate this means you're going to have to actively put this thing under your power, which means it's going to resist you. But you're going to have to put it under your power. I need you to touch the person next to you and say, you're about to subjugate some things. Which means you heard what I said. You're acting like you didn't hear what I said. So now what I'm going to come do is come put you up. Y'all not... See, this is why we pray prayers like I command the earth to yield what belongs to me. Why? Because anything that's in the earth is under my authority and I got to subjugate it. Lift your hands in the building and online and make this declaration. Say everything that the earth has that belongs to me, I command the earth to yield it right now. Say it again. Say right now. Say it again. Say right now. Say it again, say right now. Say it again, say right now. And subjugate it, putting it under your power. Watch me. And rule over the earth. The phrase rule over means dominate. See, I like this verse because for people who say, when people say, you know, well, why did God let this happen? Why did you let it happen? Well, I can't believe God would do this to me. I can't believe that you wouldn't walk in your authority and your watch me the bible says subjugate the earth and rule over the earth i need you to make this declaration and say i was created to dominate, I was created to dominate. 
You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and never beneath. Whatever was dominating you, you're about to reverse that thing in the second half. And you're about to dominate it. I need you to make sure that, watch me, you're next to a faith person in the building and online. Would you please touch him and say, dominate what's been dominating you. So let's go Galatians 6, 7. So what does the Bible say? Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. So what did I teach you on Sunday? That uh, we sow what we want to see surge. Make this declaration. Say, I sow what I want to see surge. Okay, anything you want to see increase, that's what you're going to have to sow. All right, so watch me. Stop begging God for what you can sow. So people say, I'm believing for financial breakthrough. Where's your seed, though? Because it's illegal to give you a harvest for something you didn't sow. Don't be mad at somebody's harvest if you did not see what they sow. I'm believing God for some godly friends. Are you a godly friend? Because if you haven't sowed friendliness, you're not going to see a surge of friendliness. You don't speak to anybody. You're not kind to anybody. You're not nice to anybody. You don't compliment anybody. You just sit back like somebody's supposed to walk up to you like you're God's gift to people. Say, whatever I want to see surge in my life, I sow from my life. Proverbs 11 and 24, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Which means it's not just about being a sower, it's about your attitude when you sow. So your attitude has to be that I sow freely, I give freely. He says, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and he only suffers want. Which means whenever, watch me, whenever you restrict, you cut off your ability to receive. Okay, look at verse 25. Whoever brings blessing will be what? Enriched, which means he will lack nothing. And one who waters, will he himself be what? Water, which means if there's something that I want, I got to give it first. If there's something I want to receive, I got to give it first. There's no need in being a hater of what somebody else has. When you see what they have, you stretch your hands and say, same God that did it for them is the same God that's going to do it for me. But now, God, whatever they sold to get that, tell me so I can sow that. I need you to make this declaration say something good is getting ready to happen to me. Because I am a sower. So then sowing is how we succeed. Sowing is how we succeed. Your success is connected to your sowing. God told them be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth exists, planting and harvesting, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will what? Never stop. Say, say it never ends. All right? Which means I always sow to always stay in the flow. I always sow to always stay in the flow. I always sow to always stay in the flow. I always sow to always stay in the flow. Say it. I always sow to always stay in the flow. In other words, it's always my harvest season. You ready? It's always my due season. Why? Because I'm always sowing. I need to make sure I'm not in this room or online with some people that are not expecting. Every person that says, I know I'm a sower, so it's always my due season. I know I'm a sower, so I always stay in the flow. On three, lift your hands and say, and I'm about to see my due season. One, two, three, say it, go. And I'm about to see. Say it again. So watch this, so watch this. 
While being fruitful and multiplying, we're there. While being fruitful and multiplying, I need you to expect storms. It's quiet. Say, I should expect storms. Matthew 5.45. The Bible says he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So whenever you see rain, you can automatically connect rain and storms together. So he sends storms on the just and the unjust, the believer and the unbeliever, the Christian and the non-Christian. The difference is what the storms do for believers. Somebody say, everybody going to go through storms. Say, but when we go through storms, watch this, our seeds surge from storms. Oh, my God. Come on, say, when I go through a storm, my seed surges from the storm. Okay, watch this. Look at Isaiah 55 and 10. Look at Isaiah 55 and 10. As the rain and the snow, which represents what? Storms. Come down from heaven and do not return to it. Listen, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. I'll back it up because you missed your opportunity to shout. God says, whenever I want your seed to surge, I send a storm. The natural teaches us something spiritual. You're not listening Wednesday, and I need to make sure you get it. Your storm is not always a punishment. Sometimes your storm is a blessing. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my storm is a blessing. Say, my storm is a blessing. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, shut your mouth, which means the purpose of the storm is to release water. And the purpose of water is to make sure that your seed surges. So if you have no storms, none of your seed is ever going to grow. This is why once you sow, it seems like everything gets worse sometimes. God. This is why once you sow, it seems like things get crazy sometimes. Why? Because if there's no storms, that means there's not going to be any growth. And for some of y'all, here's your shout. You've had so many storms, your growth is about to be. I said your growth is about to be incredible. Come on, say my growth is going to be incredible. Okay, let me show you this. Jeremiah 3.3. We're almost to where we need to go. Jeremiah 3.3. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. Stop. A lack of storms was considered a curse. In the Bible, they were an agricultural society. So rain and storms were a sign of his favor. I'm going to throw this mic. I'm going to throw this mic. If they didn't have storms, they were like, he must be mad at us. I'm going to tell some of y'all tonight, your storm is proof that God has not given up on you. Your storm is proof that God's got favor on your life. I need you to shake three people's hand and say, he ain't mad at you. He ain't mad at you. It's proof of God's favor. It's proof of God's favor. It's proof that he ain't giving up on you. It's proof that he is with you. Lift your hand say, thank God for my storms. Say, thank God for my storms. 
Be seated. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The, therefore, the showers have been withheld, which means, which means, this is if I withhold the storm, this is a curse. And the spring rain has not come. Watch this next part of the verse. This is Bible, not me. Yet you have the forehead of a whore. You ain't hard-headed, you whole-headed. Listen. That's Bible. That's Bible. <laughs> I would encourage you to say this to your neighbor, but I ain't going to have you say this to your neighbor. Just, just lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't be hard-headed or whole-headed. Come on. It's Bible. It's Bible. In other words, she says, you don't get it. You refuse to be ashamed. Here's what he's saying in Jeremiah. He says, you don't get it. He said, if I don't release storms, because they're an agricultural society, and these storms were an indication of God's favor. The rain, the storms were an indication that God was with them. If there was drought and there was no rain release, God was saying, I, watch me. I am trying to show you that there's a problem, which means if you don't have a storm, that means God's not taking you anywhere. Now, we almost to where we need to get, but I need your shout to match, watch me, the revelation that you just got. If there is no storm, God says, I'm, watch me, that's not good. There ought to be some area where there's some storm because he's taking me somewhere. See, I'm trying to get you to stop tripping like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong. He's, take, he's taking me somewhere. He's taking your family somewhere. He's taking your kids somewhere. He's taking your business somewhere. He's taking your faith somewhere. Lift both of your hands and say, my storm is taking me somewhere. So here we go. Here we are. I got there. Job 38. Job 38 and 1. Job 38 and 1. And the Lord Jehovah, you ready for this? Say, how do I handle storms, Bishop? So one, I just taught you that a storm is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You don't know how favored you are until you're in a storm. You don't know how favored you are until the twister hits everybody's house but yours. You don't know how favored you are until the hurricane gets everybody else but you. You ready? You don't know how favored you are until everybody else is broke but you got... You don't know how favored you are until everybody else need a handout but you the one giving the handouts. You don't know how favored... Oh my God. Open up your mouth and say, I got God's favor. I got... So here's how you handle the storm. In Job chapter 38, Job has been in two days of tumultuous storms. Day one, the Bible says that there's a meeting in the heavens and Satan is amongst these archangels. The archangels were referred to as the sons of God at that time. That's Satan's real issue with you and I, is that when he makes Adam, Adam becomes son, angels become servants. Um, people will always have an attitude when they get replaced. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Sometimes it's better to have never given something to someone than give it and then have to take it and replace them with somebody else. 
Let that be revelation for some of you all is you give people too much, watch me, you give them too much access and too much, this my friend, you've not known them long enough to give them that access. Better than ever give it than have to give it and take it. You ready? Okay, so, 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 so this is Satan's real issue with you and I is because the archangels were known as the sons of God until he makes Adam. When he makes Adam, he says, now Adam will be my son. He's my teshalem. He's my image and my likeness. And now you angels, you will now serve him. And Satan is like, who is this person? We've been here. You just made him. He's new. I'll show you why you shouldn't love him the way that you do when you just made him. I'll get him to turn on you. This was the whole fight that goes on in the garden. There was another discussion that we don't see recorded that predates Genesis that when Adam is in the garden, Satan says, listen, I bet you this is what I'm going to be able to do. So he does it with Adam, but we only see it recorded when he does it with Job. So with Job, uh, with Job, he walks in and he's in the meeting of the archangels, and the, which were known as the what? The sons of God at that time. Because Job, even though it's not at the beginning of your Bible, uh, it, uh, the, the Old Testament is not in chronological order as it relates to how the books are assembled. Which means Job, although it looks like it happened later, Job actually happened way, 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 way before. Pay attention. And so in this meeting, um, God asked the enemy. He asked him, where have you been? He says, well, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. God brings up Job's name and says, have you considered my servant Job? Job goes through two tumultuous days of storms. Day one. He loses his children. He loses his livestock. He loses essentially what's his business. He loses his employment. He loses everything. Then you think that it's enough. At the end of day one, Job falls to his knees and he worships. Somebody say he worships. It's one thing to have a storm that lasts one day. What do you do when the storm shows back up? See, it's one thing to have a storm that only lasted, watch me, that only lasted Monday. What the heck do you do when this storm has been going on for eight years? Y'all ain't going to say that to me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Job then has another day. Here's another day. So there's another meeting. Somebody say there's another meeting. Talk like an army. Say there's another meeting. And at this second meeting, um, the Lord asked Satan the same thing. Where you been? Now, God doesn't ask questions to get answers. He asks questions to determine if, watch me, if you know where you at. Adam, where art thou? Hmm. He wasn't asking to find out where Adam was. He was asking to see, Adam, do you know that I know where you are? Because sometimes you can think that you're fooling me. So I just need you to know that I know where you are, and I just need you to know that you know where you are. That's why when you go to the mall or you go to the airport and you look at the map, they'll say you are here. In other words, you need to know where you're at so you'll know what you got to do to get to where you're going. And for some of y'all, can I tell you where you're at? You're at your due season. Oh my, I don't like the way y'all are talking to me in this building and online. Somebody shout, I'm at my due season. So watch me, so watch me. On this second meeting, he says, uh, you incited him against me. I love how the Lord says this language because the Lord says the same. You made it. You incited me against him. But Lord, actually, it was you that brought his name up. What happens when you say your name and the Lord brings it up? My name's about to be brought up. What happens when God says, and I'll, watch me, I didn't let a man bring it up because I'm going to bring it up. But when I bring it up, I'm going to do for you what no man has the ability to do for you. I didn't let your boss bring your name up. I'm going to bring your name up because you're going to be their boss. I... Oh, my God. 
Come on, say your first and last name in the atmosphere. Put it in the atmosphere. Go, go, go. And your name's about to be brought up. And favor's about to find you. And doors are about to open for you. And Online, type your initials in the comments. Let's go. So there's the second meeting. And at the second meeting, the Lord says, you incited me against him. He says, did you see that he fell to his knees and he worshiped me? You, you did this without cause. He says, well, does Job fear God for nothing? He said, listen, give me his life. I touched his stuff. You didn't let me touch him. What do you do when your storm intensifies? It was just an issue with the one person in the family. Now all them marks coming at you. Okay. Yeah. It was just one issue in your finances. And now you're getting letters from people from five years ago. Y'all not go. It was just one issue in your mind. And you thought you had it conquered. But now there's other issues. Touch your neighbor. Say, what do you do when your storm intensifies? So the storm intensifies. So now the Lord says to say, okay, you can, you, can, you can have him, but you cannot take his life. In other words, I'm giving you boundaries of just how much you can do. Because I know how much he can take before he breaks. Wow. That's going to make me shout. If you're in it, God says, this ain't going to break you. I know how much you can take. But, you be like, but I feel like it. Bending ain't breaking. Bending ain't breaking. Bending ain't breaking. Swaying ain't breaking. Wobbling ain't breaking. Rocking and shaking and shaking and rocking. That ain't breaking. Please open up your mouth and say this will not break me. Let me hear your worship. No music. Go, 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 go. Hey. I know how much you can take before you break. God knows how much we can take before we break. God knows how much we can take before we break. This ain't going to break you. You're bending, but you're not breaking. You're tired, but you're not done. You're weary, but you're not worn out. Lift your hand, say he knows how much I can take before I'll break. Look at me, look at me, we're done. I just got you, I had to get you right here. We're just about done, watch me. And the Lord, look at me, and the Lord, and the Lord. Job has these two days, Job had these two days. And then approximately 36 or so chapters later, Ready? We don't know the time period this was. We just know it's approximately 36 or so chapters later. And the Lord Jehovah. Jehovah means Lord. So, and the Lord, Lord. In other words, this storm showed me something. He's not just my Savior. He's my Lord. Savior means he's always getting me out of stuff. Lord means he runs my life so that there's certain things I never get caught up. Who can give God praise for the stuff you didn't get caught up in? They said, well, you just a good girl, but I bet you didn't get caught up in that mess. Well, you just a good guy. I bet you didn't get caught up in that mess. Well, you're boring, but I bet you didn't get caught up in that mess. Well, you. Somebody said he's my Lord, Lord. 
And the Lord Jehovah answered, shut your mouth, which means storms give answers. Storms give answers. You said, Lord, I need an answer. God said, I sent a storm. Shut up. Ah! When I say shut up, it don't literally mean shut up. It just means it's so good to me. I don't know what to say. You said, Lord, give me answers. God said, I sent, look at the screen, a hurricane. Which means, you ready? Oh, my God, I'm going to throw this mic. Which means this is not just a simple storm. You know what makes a hurricane different than a tornado? Is it has sustained winds. And it can move on water, spirit, and land, natural. Which means this thing is affecting me in my spirit and in my natural life. This. Oh, my God. Look at your neighbor say, but your storm has answers. Go back, go back, go back. Look at it. And the Lord Jehovah answered and said to Job, and said to Job, and said to say your name from a hurricane. You want him to show up how you want him to show up. And God says, I'm going to show up. <laughs> it's like a Tina Turner video. I'm going to show up in a hurricane and say something to you I couldn't get you to listen to when it wasn't a storm. I bet you're going to listen now. Say it was a hurricane. Why was it a hurricane for Job? Because he has day one storms. And you think it's over to only wake up to another day. And the winds are sustained. The winds are sustained. The, the winds are sustained. They keep going. Say, but the Lord answered him. Which means storms give answers. Your answers to what you prayed for are in your storm. It's not just something God is teaching you. There are certain things God brings you that only a storm can get to you. Y'all not listening. Y'all not listening. You ever looked at the footage after hurricanes and now all these boats and stuff that were out? Why does it say hurricane? Because hurricanes do things that other things don't do. Because hurricane can take something from the ocean. Water represents spirit. It can take something. If you don't shout, I'm going to throw this mic. It can take something in the spirit and bring it over to land. Which means my hurricane has the ability to manifest what I... YouTube, if you don't shout. Facebook, if you don't shout. Somebody say, my storm brings answers. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. This ain't no 10-minute thunderstorm. God says, you pray for this. So I sent a hurricane. Because what you needed me to bring from the spirit, well, ask me, I was going to bring it into your life with force. Because when hurricanes hit the earth and hit land, you know what they come with first? What's called a storm surge. But what happens before there's a storm surge? All of the water drains out first. So it looks like you're losing. But then the water rushes. I prophesy this second half, your life is about to rush sudden, fast. 
forward movement sudden fast forward movement sudden fast forward movement sudden fast forward that's why it names the type of storm you ready say go deeper bishop Hurricanes that hit America don't start close to America. They start off close, off the coast of Africa. And they travel through the Atlantic until they hit the warm waters of the Gulf and the warm tropical waters of the islands. Watch me, it's the warmth that makes the storm intensify. Okay. 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 Watch me. So, so watch me. So when did this hurricane hit Job's life? It would have been during the spring and the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to make sure you get it. I need to make sure you get it. Because God is trying to tell you where you're at. Say, I'm in my due season. That's why in America, the hurricane season goes throughout the summer months into the fall months because it's the heat that makes the storm grow. What are you trying to tell me? Whatever storm you're in right now is about to bring you every answer that you... Come on, fist bump somebody say, and your answers are on the way. Come on, fist bump somebody else and say, your answers are on the way. Hey, come on, say your answers are on the way. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Verse 3. Verse 3. This is how you handle it. Verse 3. <laughs> Just throw your back one time and say, my answers are on the way. Let's go. Look at it. Go back to verse one, so that you can see this real fast. And and God said to Job, from a hurricane. So his voice is in the storm, which means if you rebuke your storm. If you rebuke your storm, you rebuke his voice. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, speak, Lord. Say, speak, Lord. Here we go. Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. So this is what he says to Job. Where does he say this? In the storm. From the storm. He says... He says, Job, get ready for a difficult task. He says, Job, this storm is to sharpen you. I need you to be sharp, Job. Get ready for a difficult task. Watch this next part. Like a man. What is he saying to Job? He said, Job, I'm kind of disappointed in kind of how you've been responding to this storm. Because you're acting like a little boy. And 
Job, I need you to act like a man. In other words, the inference here, the inference here is that, Job, your response to this storm is confusing me because you prayed for answers and I showed up with them. But when I showed up with them, you started rebuking me. Because I speak in storms. I speak from storms. And Job, this is sustained winds. This is a hurricane. I needed multiple things to be going wrong in your life. I needed multiple people to act brand new with you. I needed multiple areas to cause you stress. I needed you to get an email with this problem, a text with this problem, and an email with that problem. I needed you to have that because I was talking to you. Let's go. He said, but, but, but I need you to handle this like a man. Everybody open your mouth say, man up. Literally, literally, when you study what he says there, he, he literally, he's like, Joe, put your shoulders back. Because when you get in a storm, you know what happens? Yesterday, yesterday at 5.02, it started raining in Denver. I thought, I said, Lord, this is the last days. Because <laughs> at, at, at 5 o'clock, I was like, okay, look a little windy. And I looked at the window again at 5.02, it was storming. And by 5.04, I was like, this might be the last storm. This is it. Ready? When you're in a storm and the wind's blowing, what do you try to do? You adjust your body posture. So that, the, so that you can avoid damage from the storm. So Job, God says to Job, put your shoulders back and walk strong in your storm. He says, I'm going to question you, and you will inform me. But watch me. God says, this storm is going to show you to yourself. Because you keep saying, Lord, show me what I need to fix. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send you a hurricane. Lord, show me what I need to do better. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send you a hurricane. Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send a little snowstorm. I got a little storm for you. And I hate the snow. I'm going to send you a storm. Ready? And, and I need you, I need you to see yourself. Because Job, sometimes the only way for you to see you is to see how you handle a storm. You want to know who you really are? The you that responds to the storm. It's easy to say, Jesus, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, and then get in the storm. And then all of a sudden, be like, where was all that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? I prayed it to Jesus, Jesus, Jesus before your storm. Be the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in your storm. I pray everybody under the sound of my voice that you throw your shoulders back and you brace yourself. I was built for this. I was born for this. I've got what it takes. This storm is not going to break me because he knows how much I can take before I break. You ready? Okay, look at Job 38 and 1 from another translation. I'm done. From out of a storm, the Lord said to Job. You ready? Verse 2. Why do you talk so much when you know so little? Encourage the person on your left and your right online, tag somebody or stretch your hand towards me if there's nobody there and say, stop your silly acting behavior. 
in this storm. God says, you run in your mouth. You don't know Nan. Been the places I've been. He said, he said, you let this storm got you. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed when people, when, when the weather's bad, how people all of a sudden, sometimes you just got to sit back and listen to people. Sometimes I just sit back and listen to people. And you just, people just, when they're in a storm, just like, oh, God. I remember uh, I was flying a few trips ago, and it was, you know, it was a storm, and there was a little turbulence and all that. And these people next to me, you know, I was like, this is the time, you know, for everybody to just shh, take a nap. And they weren't talking to me. They were behind me. I was like, my, my role knew to just shh, take a nap. They were behind me. And they just, oh, God, oh, what are they doing up there? I was, I was like, if you don't stop this, you running your mouth ain't going to change nothing they doing up there in that cockpit. What you need to do is pray that we get to our destination safely. And I said this, I can promise you we'll get there because I got an assignment on my life. I'm not, I can tell you what ain't happening to this plane. I can tell you. Oh, because if I'm on it, he got somewhere to get me. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and say, don't complain during your storm. Don't be silly in your storm. Here we go. He says, why do you talk so much? <laughs> when you, when you, you know so little. I'm going to need you to stay focused in this storm. But it's so windy. Put some goggles on. In the storm. I'm cold. Put a hat on in the storm. Everything you're complaining about, you could fix. It's quiet in this building. Well, it's just so watery. Well, why you got on flip-flops? Get you some rain boots. Well, I'm just, you know, it's just, ooh, it's just a lot going on. It's like a lot of stress. Well, put something around your neck. You're missing the principle. You're missing the principle. You're missing the principle. God literally says, silence your silliness in the storm. Why do you talk so much when you know so little? In other words, he's like, Job, you going to tell me how to God? You ever had somebody try to tell you what you know how to do? And you're like, I appreciate your opinion. But until you've done what I've done. Let me help some of y'all. Never take constructive criticism for people who haven't constructed what you've constructed. You don't have anything to offer me if you haven't constructed at the level I've constructed. Only thing you can give is an opinion, but you can't give criticism because you don't know what it takes to build. You don't know what the stress it takes to build. You don't know the stress it takes to make this happen. So if you don't know the stress it takes to make it happen, the only thing you can give me is your opinion. You can't give constructive criticism because you ain't constructed nothing. Well, I just want to offer. I Keep it to yourself. Give that to the Lord. Put that in the offer. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Okay. Verse 3. <laughs> Verse 3. We done. Now get ready to face me. Get ready to face me. He said, because you prayed for me to show up. I showed up in a hurricane. So who's at the eye of the storm? Why is the eye of the storm the only place where you can see clearly? 
Why is the eye of the storm the only place there's peace? Why is the eye, God says, I'm right in the middle of the storm. Get ready to face me. Can you answer the questions I ask you? Storms let you see more of God. Say how to handle storms. Everybody stand in the building and online. In the building and online. In the building and online. It's 822. In the building and online. Hear me. Your storm is your answer. You know what I think is amazing? Is that it's been real stormy in the U.S. this summer. Paul says natural things show spiritual principles. The Bible says that the heavens are telling. The earth is groaning. Which means the earth manifests and shows you what's happening in the spirit. You missed it, so I'll say it again. The earth shows you what's happening in the spirit. So all these storms, look at me, every day. You cut the grass on Monday by Tuesday, it's 40 inches high. Well, that's not normal. So the natural is showing us something in the spirit. God says, I'm with you. I just showed up in a hurricane. I'm favoring you. You know what hurricanes bring? We got to go. Hurricanes, not only do they bring winds, not only do they bring storm surge, hurricanes will start tornadoes. Which means one big storm will start a bunch of little storms. And sometimes you can be like, God, how many more storms has got to be? And God says, you wanted answers. You wanted me to sharpen you. I needed you to see yourself. I need you to silence the silliness, though. You said, Lord, for your glory, I'll do anything. He said, great, well, you're going to see me. And you're going to meet me in a storm. I show up. I keep saying this because we got to go, but I need you to get this point. I show up in storms. If I don't show up, look at me, if there's no storm, I'm not taking you anywhere. And I'm not showing up. So for every storm in your life, we owe God an apology. We owe him repentance tonight. That's how we end the Wednesday night live. Can you lift your hands in the building and on the line and say, Father, forgive me for complaining about my storm. Forgive me for being silly in my storm. You're answering me. You're speaking to me. Let me hear clearly. You're at the eye of the storm. You're the peace in the midst of the storm.
He shows up in it, then he gives you peace right in it. Now there's something called scream therapy. Therapy means to heal. How many got some storm? How many of you got some hurricanes going on right now? You got Katrina, Bertha, Ronaldo, <laughs> Irma, Andrew. You got what the scripture says in Acts, the Eurocliton. And that one storm started a bunch of other little twisters. Here's what we're going to do. We're about to release this shout. And he, he said, what's going to happen when I shout? Here's, here's the only thing I want your shout to do for you tonight. It's for you to feel better. Because some of you have been feeling way down. You've been feeling this, it's been, who am I talking to? It's been weighing on you. It's been like, God, what's wrong? The only purpose of this tonight is for you to feel better. You ready? Because your storms are helping you to be fruitful and multiply. Lift both your hands in this room and online. And on three, in this building and online, I want you to holler like you ain't never hollered before. Let me give you Bible to back this up. The Bible says that they walked around Jericho. Uh, they walked around the walls six days, seven times on the final day. Or six, six days, once a day on the final day, seven times on that final day. And then the Lord told him to do something crazy. He said, now shout. That sounds crazy. But when they shouted, what happened? The walls came down. I pray that whatever has had you walled in, angry, mad, frustrated, my assignment tonight is for you to get that negative feeling up off of you. Because when you handle your storms right, they can pass over. One, lift your hands in this building and don't lie. Two, God, I pray that when we release this shout, Lord, that you would lift heaviness, you would lift burdens, you would lift the feeling like something is wrong or negative. One, two, three. Release that shout. And I feel better, and I feel better, and I feel better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about eyes closed in this building and online. I feel better. Some of y'all, when you're driving home tonight, you just need to just let the window down and just. I don't want them looking at me crazy. I can care less about somebody looking at me crazy. I got to feel better. 
Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Or thirdly, if you like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at in the building, slip your hand up online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three, if that's you, slip that hand up in this building online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. Take your phone out, scan the QR code, or text Harvest to 55498. Some of you are already saved, but you need a shepherd. And so whether you live in Denver, Atlanta, anywhere across America, around the world, it's a spiritual connection. So you say, well, Bishop, I don't live where you're at. That's okay. In fact, most of Harvest has never been in a building. We didn't even know what we were doing when we started doing it. We were creating something called hybrid church and didn't even know what we were doing. But God knew what he was doing. Uh, and to God be the glory for that. You can be anywhere across America, around the world, be a part of the family. Scan the QR code. It takes Harvest to 55498. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you want to sow to seal, get that ready. Our seed tonight is 38 for Job 38. What is sowing to seal? What is sowing to seal? Sowing to seal means that the word spoke life into you, and so you need to seal that word that has spoken life into your life. That has spoken life into your life. Um, where do you see this at in the scripture? Bishop, Bishop, it several places, but it's made explicitly here in 1 Samuel chapter 9. When Samuel, the man of God, gave Saul instructions, they sealed it. He said, what will we sow to the man of God for what uh, instructions he has provided for us? That's our seed tonight. Say, Bishop, I want to give more than 38. I want to give 380. Do it. I want to give 3,800. Do it. I want to give 83. Do that. Just make sure that you put those two numbers in it to signify this verse. And here's what we're going to call this seed, your storm seed. Now, listen, if you were blessed tonight, wait until you get a load of Sunday. It's the final message in this series. And uh, I can tell you what. I honestly, I don't know. I might, it might make its way into a little bit of a pop-up or something. I don't know. We're going to end this series strong. Say, I know how to handle my storms. How can you sow? Use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Former with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Givelify, all that's available. Hello at harvestchurch.church. You can mail it, P.O. Box 441004, Rural Colorado, 844. Use text to give. That's what I just used to give. Text him out to 84321. Tap the link in the Harvest Church. When you see the V, that's where you want to be. I love you, Wednesday. Pray for me. I have a, um, tonight, If um, I won't do our meet and greet tonight in the building or online. I have one of my dark 30 flights. What is a dark 30 flight, Bishop? It means I'm out of here while it's still dark. Amen. <laughs> um, I'm out of here while it's still dark. I'll be ministering in Montgomery, Alabama for the next two days. And uh, so I'll be there Thursday and Friday and then back on Saturday. And we'll finish this series on Sunday. Amen. So pray for me. Would you do that? Pray that it's a productive trip. Um, I'm going to have fun doing ministry, but, you know, when I travel, I like to try to do something fun when I have time. 
I had them look up stuff to do in Montgomery and pray for me, okay? Lift your giving. <laughs> I said, ain't nothing to do but to eat and go to church. <laughs> so if you're from Montgomery and you know something fun to do, you know, a little theme park or something, a little something. Just, you know, something. Something. All right, lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. So I'm blessed to be a blessing. Because I'm a faithful giver, I flourish. All things work together for my good. I know how to handle my storms. God is answering me. And he is speaking to me. Lord, let me hear and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing here at Grape Street, you can, or you can scan the QR code. If you're online, you can scan the QR code uh, or use any of the giving methods. Let's do it together. Everybody, love God, love people, and love life. I Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.